Welcome to Direct to Audio, a movie discussions podcast. My name is Spencer, and I have returning uh, my root and tootin' partner, as she's been referred to, <laughs> my lovely lady, Teresa, aka T Lightyear. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hey, y'all. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm also excited, too, because we not only have a first time guest on the podcast, but she has been, like, I feel like studying this more than I have, but totally. also just a really good friend of both Teresa and mine's. Uh, Sloan, welcome to the podcast. I just can't express to you how excited I am to be here. Like, <laughs> my first podcast, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I, I did take this very seriously, and I have my notes pulled up as well. Yeah. We will be doing a 64 film bracket to determine what is definitively as the best Disney movie of all time. Now... We have four different regions. It is rated from number one to number 16 seed based on their average review score from six different websites. We have when Snow White first comes out all the way up until 1981. Then there is 1982 until 2002. Uh, Then it is 2003 to modern times. And the final part of the bracket is the Pixar region. Do we? Exactly. Horns. (laughs) all over the place i'll start with you Teresa. i guess then we'll go to sloan in a second where is your history with disney movies do you have one that was your favorite as a kid any of the ones that kind of are special to you anything along those lines yeah so uh for those of you guys that didn't listen to our paddington episode uh you can actually pause this episode right now and go back and listen to it it's yeah, no do. problem we will be here But I had some fun facts ready for Paddington, and I have a fun fact ready for every single movie. Thank you. Yes, yes, you're welcome. And it really kind of made me emotional writing the fun facts because I realized how many of these movies I love and how many of these movies I grew up on. I was a big Disney kid. You know, I I watched Snow White all the time. I watched uh, Cinderella. Alice in Wonderland is in my top three. I love Alice in Wonderland very, very, very much. If you know me, if you're friends with me, you know how much I love Ratatouille. So that's um, that's a current one. But growing up, it was really those Disney pre-80s you know, movies that I really fell in love with. And I think a lot of people did, too, that were you know, part of our generation. But I really do love like Lilo and Stitch and Chicken Little. Well, let's not spoil the whole bracket here. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying they're on the bracket. I'm just telling you some well, of I, my fan favorites. I, but I want to save some surprises as ones that you might vote for and not vote for. But I mean, so it basically in a long sense of history is that you do have a large background with the Disney movies. Sloan, where was your history at with the Disney movies? Um, and like basically any of them are you been like pixar or where do you kind of fall in the disney realm so before i got this bracket i was i believed i knew it all i was like oh this is gonna be cake i know all the disney movies i'm a disney kid and then i guess more as i watched them i was like oh i don't remember any of this i think i just grew up with the idea that disney was this fantastic land and you always heard about Cinderella and Snow White and I don't think I actually watched many of the pre-80s but I can say with great passion and pride that 81 to 2001 was my jam. I think I rewatched every one of those movies on VHS. Oh I, I was too a VHS person until they stopped making them probably. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm 
the mo- as the modern age came about, I even was able to still watch them because I have, you know, my youngest sibling is 10. So I've been able to try to stay up on them, but there's a, that nostalgia around the 80s and even the pre-80s that I have. I am the same way. My family is big into Disney. I actually have my uh, original Buzz Lightyear and Woody figures right next to me as we do the podcast. Oh, cute. Um, with my name written on the bottom by my mom. We were really big into those. We watched them all the time. Uh, you'll hear my favorites as the podcast goes on. Well, we're going to get into this, though, uh, because <laughs> now I'm looking at this. We have 64 movies. I do want to mention that Walt Disney Animation Studios uh, started off in 1937 with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was the Dwarfs, as it's titled. Um, it is the fir- first full-length animated feature film, and they all have all the way up until Encanto, which is the most recent release. That does not include the Pixar movies, so there were some honorable mentions. And we are – I want to mention – only doing the in-theater releases, the theatrical releases. So I have a large honorable mentions list of movies that will not be on this bracket. First and foremost, probably the biggest uh, movie that's not on this list is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It just missed the cut. Also, technically, I think it's straight to VHS at the time. All the random Donald Duck movies from the 1940s and 50s where he is with other birds from across the country. The one I can think of the most is Three Caballeros. Uh, the random musical Disney movies like Melody Time, uh, The Adventure of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Dinosaur, the weird CG'd version that uh, wasn't really that great, Home on the Range, Ralph Breaks the Internet. We had a lot of sequels, uh, and so I tried to limit those as many as possible. Straight to DVD sequels like Little Mermaid 2, Lion King 2, Aladdin Return of Jafar, and my personal favorite, The King of Thieves. Um, Lion King 1 and a half, which is yep. one of the greatest movies ever made. Also, not to interrupt, but The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. He's a sweet little bean, almost like Paddington, but Paddington's better listening to the Paddington episode. Um, we <laughs> then have the rest of the Pixar bracket. Uh, that did not make the round of 16 cuts. So we have the newest one turning red. Toy Story 4, because there are three Toy Story movies on there, and I tried to cut them, but they are some of the best films ever made. Um, Luca, Brave, except if you say ooh, uh, there is, I mean, I don't want to spoil this right now, but Toy Story 1, Toy Story 3, and Toy Story 2 are like, if you're looking at this overall bracket of what are like the highest rated movies, they're like 1, 2, and 5. But we if you will, had the we'll chance to change your fate, would ya? Yeah, well, they should have changed it to make a better film because Brave is not on the pot, uh, the list here. <laughs> Based on film averages is how I lined up this bracket. The Pixar region has the highest overall film average of all the movies in the bracket with an 86.47% average. I guess you would say the early years from the 37 all the way until to, uh, 1981 with a 79.81%. Followed up very closely with a 77.08%, which is the modern film region. And then last but not least, the lowest is 77.06%, which is that 80s to 90s area. Because the 80s in Disney lore for all those fans out there is one of the lowest periods in Disney history. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally saved by one film, which is nuts. And we'll get to that in a bit. But I want to quickly also mention about how the bracket usually works. There are three of us. So we will discuss the two movies. Teresa will give her one, possibly two fun facts. And then we will make a vote. Whichever we vote to move on, which has the majority of the votes, we'll go on to the next round. Now, each of us have one veto 
we can use that veto up until the fourth round. Once it becomes the fourth round, which is the Elite Eight, we can no longer use it because that's what's deciding what's the winner of that side of the bracket. So each of us has one. I'm going to use movies that are on the podcast right now. It's Home on the Range versus Dinosaur. Sloan really wants Home on the Range. Me and Teresa vote Dinosaur, and Sloan is so passionate she says she vetoes it. Teresa and I cannot veto a veto, and whatever Sloan picked will move on. But do we have any questions about the bracket, or should we get going? I am so excited. (laughs) Sloan and Teresa have not seen this bracket, by the way. They know what movies are in them, but they don't know what rankings they are. So I wanted to get real, genuine reactions. We are going to start off with the modern region. So 2001 all the way until now. Our first matchup is the number one seed in the modern region, as we're going to call it, Zootopia, with an 87.16%, the highest grossing Disney movie of all time. It's like in the top three. Going up against the number 16 seed, Chicken Little, which has the lowest review on the entire bracket, 53.5%. I love you, Chicken Little. Okay, so my fun fact for Zootopia, one giraffe has more than 9 million CGI hairs on his body. That's insane. You think about how much animation that actually is. Oh, yeah. And then Chicken Little, this is interesting that they are next to each other because there are 250,000 feathers on Chicken Little, and it was the last Disney animated film to be released on VHS. Well, it's going to stay on VHS because there's no possible way that Zootopia is not winning this one. Chicken Little was just... I remember seeing it, but that's about it because it had that much of an impact on me <laughs> but i even read like I... I reread the synopsis and i was just like it's just the synopsis was just about as the movie i remember it just nothing really grabbed me i love chicken little i already talked to spencer on the phone about this i'm voting for zootopia but i will tell you chicken little i don't know why it just has like a cute spot in my heart and it might have been because the cheetah girls gave the last song during the trailer they sang the let me see you shake a tail feather but I also agree Zootopia is better. I think it's that, again, if you're talking about the 80s being a really dark period in Disney history, the mid-2000s, if you're not talking about Pixar movies, for Disney was a barren wasteland. They could not get out of the 90s to save their life. Yeah, it's Zootopia all the way. We'll talk about its merits in the next bracket because this next one is actually going to be difficult, everybody. The number eight seed, Frozen with an 80.16% versus the number nine seed Lilo and Stitch with a tie of 80.16%. And Frozen, oh I want to mention God. to you, if you're talking about the top three highest grossing Disney movies of all time, is in the top three. Okay, Frozen took 70 years to make. Yes. Walt what? wanted to make this movie back in the 30s, but it was put aside until the 1990s, and then it was stopped again until 2000. And they said, we're still not ready with the storyline. And officially, Frozen was born and started in 2008. Okay, so that, so listen, hearing this fun fact makes me want to change my mind. I'm, I'm not going well, to, but that's an amazing fact. Do you want to hear the one about Lilo and Stitch? I actually have two. Oh, of course. Please. So, um, first, <laughs> this is so funny. The writers wanted the film to take place in Kansas. <laughs> And Chris Sanders, the director of the film, ended up voicing Stitch. Uh, another fun fact, they had to change this movie because of 
Yes. They literally had to, they they had to draw over the plane that they were flying because Stitch and the aliens were flying a plane into a city and they had to CGI out and change all of that because if they didn't, it would have been too reminiscent of the planes and the towers. Yeah, it was too sensitive at the time. Yes. But sorry, as much as I love Lilo and Stitch, Walt Disney wanted Frozen to be made and it kind of feels like sacrilege if Frozen doesn't go on to at least the next round. It took over the world for an entire year. Let It Go is still going on to this day. Yeah, but Lilo and Stitch, there's something about that sister dynamic that I... Sister dynamic? Watch Frozen! I was going to say that literally is... I am also voting for Frozen, and it's Spencer knows this, but the girls that I babysit are obsessed with Frozen to the point where they have costumes, they have all the characters, they have all the dolls... And it's really brought me back to watching it again. I probably watch it like once a month now. And it's a really like beautiful story. And it's really, I don't know, there's just something about it. It was one of the first films where, yes, Anna found true love, but it was through her sister. And the reason why she survived like wasn't because of a man or it wasn't because of getting married. It was because her sister like learned to love her and learned to love herself. So I am choosing Frozen. Well... Therefore, Frozen goes on, but I would have chosen Lilo and Stitch. Ohana may mean family, but today it means lost in the left first behind. round. Yes. <laughs> it means left behind. Yes. Yep. So next up, if you want your revenge on Frozen, you can get it here because we're going to the number five seed, Wreck-It Ralph, with an 82.16% <laughs> versus Frozen 2, the number 12 seed with a 76%, the highest grossing Disney film of all time. And I'm sorry, Wreck-It Ralph is fantastic. And that's my vote. And I'll just let y'all decide if you want to let Frozen 2 go on too. All right. Wreck-It Ralph. Um, Disney recruited professional football players from the Edwards Air Force Base in California as models for the muscular soldiers from the Heroes Duty game. And Frozen 2, Anna's character is heavily influenced by Norwegian culture, whereas Elsa is influenced by Icelandic culture. And this one just really made me emotional. But Olaf is technically three years old in the movie, so he's learning how to read. (laughs) Frozen 2 is, I feel like, a huge downgrade from Frozen 1, even though it has Sterling K. Brown. I love Sterling K. Brown's voice. And Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, well, that's good. But um, John C. <laughs> Riley and Wreck-It Ralph. Sloan, where are we at? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, because of what you said, it's definitely a downgrade from Frozen 1, which you obviously, it was hard to beat, but I was definitely a little upset. So because of that, I'm going with Wreck-It Ralph. You know what, guys? It's our first unanimous because I also am choosing Wreck-It Ralph. And I don't know if this is like a hot take, but Sarah Silverman was so good in that movie. Oh, she was great. I love her character. And I just think it's such a cute film. And what I liked about Wreck-It Ralph was that it catered towards all ages. It almost reminded me of like the Lego Batman movie where anybody of any age went to go see it in theaters and everybody loved it. Yeah, and it's also really fun with video games. If you're a fan of video game culture, it really does pay homage to a lot of that. You have a lot of the old video game characters popping up. You have like Zangief is in there. Um, So there's some deep cuts if you're really like a fan of those things. So it's kind of a fun little homage to uh, an area which Disney doesn't really dive into that much. That was kind of cool. Next up, um, number four, Tangled with an 82.83% versus number 13, one movie that I think a lot of people forget exists, Treasure Planet. Okay, so Tangled. Um, I have two fun facts because I know that Spencer loves it so much. So 
Tangled takes place in the Renaissance era. Mm-hmm. Um, it's said to be around the late 1700s. And they never specifically say Mother Gothel's age, but she's about 400 years old. One of what I think is the best villains in Disney um, mm-hmm. and some great voice acting. And it has one of the best songs. Tangled's so fucking good. For everybody who it wants, it's, it's insanely good. Sloan, are you voting for Tangled too? Obviously, it, there's yeah. not even really an option there. No, okay, Teresa. Well then, let me let me give my Treasure Planet fact. Um, I'll keep my Tangled second fun fact until the next round. Okay. So, Treasure Planet is actually the most expensive traditionally yes. animated movie ever made. The budget was 140 million dollars, and it only earned back 109 million. It is the lowest <laughs> earning Disney movie of all time. But if you want to do Treasure Island, just watch The Muppets and Tim Curry, and you're good. Oh, that's the truth. This movie has no charisma. It's it's so early 2000s because they basically X Games everything. It's like a surfboard and it's all edge. It's just not great. Next up, this is going to be interesting because I think in my opinion, this is the first upset we're going to have. We have Raya and the Last Dragon, the one of the newest releases, 81.66% versus Princess and the Frog. Number 11 seed with a 77.5%. This is literally no contest because I was – Prince of the Frog should be a top five. Yes, it is the most – one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. We all going to get together. That's just (laughs) how we do. I think I'm going to change the way that I do this. I'm going to give the fun fact of the loser and then I'll – You know what I'm saying? I like that. And then I'll just – Okay, cool. So Ryan the Last Dragon – a lot of the production was done during 2020, especially like the peak of COVID. So at one point in the film production, 400 people were working from home on the film. Wow. Oh, wow. I know Liz That's likes this movie, so I'm going to give a quick shout out to that. Um, she's brought up Hi, on the Liz. podcast before. Hi, Liz. Kelly Marie Tran gets a second opportunity at a Disney-ish film because she got so unroyally lambasted for Star Wars so as I see her get an opportunity, but this isn't even a contest. It's Prince and the Frog. No, uh, 100% no. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Prince and the Frog is one of the best. I believe, I think she it's might so be one good. of the last. No, because they have. there's a lot of new additions to the Disney Princesses, which is actually like a really exclusive club. I don't it think is. people realize that. There's, I thought it was like mm-hmm. eight or nine. I think there might be more now. Well, I do remember when it oh came out, God. though, that they made a big deal, which it was a, it was a very important moment for... Princess and the Frog having the first um, African-American princess. So I think that was a huge moment. I remember seeing it advertised and talked about a lot. She's great. So we're going to move on to the next yeah. one. Um, we have Big Hero 6, the number three seed, 83%, versus Meet the Robinsons with a 70%. It is the number 14 seed. Okay, for me, literally no contest. I love Meet the Robinsons. I think it's such a funny film. I think it was so, like, quirky and so different from a lot of the films that came out at that time. I almost feel like it's, it's like, 50% The Incredibles, but then it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Despicable Me and Megamind and, you know, those types of films that came out later. So I don't think it got the recognition that it deserves, but I'm going with Meet the Robinsons. It, again, was, like, in that period of Disney where they were trying to find a winner where it was like, they did Treasure totally. Planet, they did, I mean, a little bit earlier, but they did Atlantis, then there was like Bolt, Brother Bear, and 
I do love Meet the Robinsons. Uh, Big Hero 6, though, is great. And it has, like, a, I don't want to say cult following because it has decent reviews. But I know a it lot does. of people actually really like Big Hero 6. And mm-hmm. I don't really agree. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. Um, so what's your vote, sir? Oh, my vote is Meet the Robinsons. But just oh, all-knowing yeah. because the ne- it stands no chance with against Prince of the Frog anyway, so I really don't mind. I think if we're going best Disney movie, I think Meet the Robinsons feels like a Disney movie, whereas Big Hero 6 kind of doesn't. Fun fact about that, the reason that it might not feel like a Disney movie is it's the first team up of Marvel and Disney animation for the big screen. So Sloan, are you, you voting for Big Hero 6 to give it like a mercy vote or you do you not really mind? No mercy vote here. I am all about Meet the Robinsons. Woo-hoo! I love the great ending. I enjoy what I guess I kind of thought was a twist. And I mean, come on, the Jonas Brothers. Hello. <laughs> I also feel like this was one of those movies that was on Disney Channel. All yeah. the time. All, all the, time. the time. Yeah, it definitely was. And so I think that that kind of appeal really helps, especially for our age group. So yeah. Next up, another easy one. We don't have to give this one too much thought. We have Bolt, which is the number 10 seed with 77.66%, but it's going up against, we might not talk about him, but we're going to talk about the movie, Encanto, uh, number 7 seed, 80.83%. This is literally no contest. John Travolta might be funny as a dog, but it's Encanto. I literally yes. just got goosebumps. I love Encanto. I watch Encanto like once a week. Yeah. It's so I good. I do not do that, it's, but I well, do love it. It's also because of babysitting, I will admit, but it is just the most fabulous and most beautiful movie. I cry every time. Unpopular opinion. This is not a fact. Well, it's actually not really an unpopular opinion lately, but I think that the grandmother is the antagonist. She is. She is. 100% is. I was going to say, my partner does not watch animated movies, which it's a problem we know, but there are two movies she will watch, and this is one of them. Well, that's a big deal. Yes, so I love how they are starting to bring uh, more cultures into the Disney world. It's beautiful. It it's really is. so necessary, <laughs> and it's way long due. I'll tell yes. you that. Oh, yes. Um, speaking of bringing other cultures, we're going to move on to the next movie here. And no, I'll, uh, I got to oh, give Bolt. my Bolt fun fact. Well, then hurry. Uh, I'm just kidding. Miley Cyrus was not the first choice for Penny. Actually, Chloe Grace Moretz voiced the entire film before Miley was put onto the project. Wow, I wonder why. Hey, no one wants to go see this movie. Why don't we put one of the biggest stars Disney has in a spot? Um, and I want to go see it because of Miley being in it, so yeah, it worked. Uh, yeah, it's not bad, but it's not great. But okay, talking about cultures, though, we actually have two movies that are surprisingly full of uh, culture in a sense. One of them, not as much. We have the number 15 seed, Brother Bear, with a 62.16% uh, versus, this one's another easy one, Moana, 84.16%. Oh uh, Moana has the rock. That's all I'm going to say. You're welcome. No, me, no, no, no. Brother Bear. Moana. That's Brother Bear. Okay, well, are you going to veto I'm this? Be- for Moana. Yeah, because Moana is amazing. <sighs> it, it is. I love it. Sloan, let me it. just tell you right now. If you vote Butter Bear through, it will immediately die to Encanto the next round. So no, save. I have oh one my that God, I have. Moana versus I, Encanto. I, have mine. Oh, I already have mine saved, but up. I just think Brother Bear is not appreciated as much as it should be. I think I it has a really sloppy ending where they're like, you know what? I'm going to stay a bear. And it's like, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> well, Spencer, would you, you know, like to know why he stayed a bear? Because the money couldn't turn him back. 
Well, there was going to be a cartoon series based on the movie. And exactly. Coda inviting other animals to join his family. So that was pretty much okay. essentially why he stayed a bear. As Okay, but hilariously enough, as I kind of predicted, it's because Disney wanted more money. And we're like, well, let's just keep this on the hook a little longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, but I'm but not I do love it. particular. Here's why it's not that great. I will say it's the second of the Phil Collins Disney movies, and it doesn't even hold a candle to the first one. Excellent soundtrack. Lynn Royal Miranda, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's heartwarming. It's fun. You have that chicken. Love the chicken. We're moving on. Okay, the chicken is, I will say, you, hey, hey. you get a chicken like that, you get Lin-Man. And, and the little piggy. Game over. We are going to the what I would call the Renaissance, which is the 80s and 90s. Yes. Starting off... With the number one seed, Beauty and the Beast, with an 89.66% versus a movie that a lot of people don't even think is a Disney film, Black Cauldron. I um, knew it. Which is a <laughs> 60.5%. I don't even have to explain to you why Beauty and the Beast will move on. Uh, Teresa, give us the fun fact, and let's move on to the next one to save us some time. <laughs> it was nicknamed the film that almost killed Disney. Yes. It's, the Black Cauldron. It was, it's so bad. Yes. And I did, um, I watched it, it was, was Disney's uh, first non-musical film. It's literal crap. I'm sorry. If you like it, I'm sorry. It, the animation's so ugly. I feel like you have a very emotional hate I just movie. it's just not like it's just not good. I, it's it's uh, there's no there's a reason why no one talks about it. I, I didn't just, even know also, about it until you sent me the text yep. that said that we were <laughs> watching it or talking about it. I was really scared of it as a kid, so I really yeah. didn't I watched it maybe two or three times. Yeah, it's just, yeah, forgettable. And Beauty and the Beast is iconic. So we're going to move on. Next up, we have, I mean, one that I watched to this day religiously, Hercules with a 78.5%, the number eight seed versus the zero to hero. I'm just going to tell you, it's not even a debate here for me. I'll ask about y'all. It's 100% Hercules for me. But the Great Mouse Detective at number nine with a uh, 78.33%. Now, this is not even close for me. It's just not fun for me. I'm not a huge fan of it. I only seen it once and I left it there. Hercules is repeatably great watching. 100%. I agree with you, but yeah. Okay, so the script took four years to develop. For Great Mouse Detective? Yeah, but the animation only took a year. And it's, you can see why. (laughs) It's that period, it's the period in the 80s where it just doesn't look great. Mm Mm-hmm. But I am just, it is amazing to me how you can have a movie like that, but then you have a movie like Hercules, which. 10 year is difference. Just absolutely. Or it's 15 year difference. I just never think well, like 15 years isn't that long, but when you see it on film, I realize how much has come. The 80s was well, such a was weird like period. Well, that was like Chicken Little versus Zootopia. I mean, his feathers, he had, what, 500,000 feathers, and that seemed like a lot, but then 9 million hairs. Even, like, if you look at movies that come out five years in between, animation is advancing so rapidly right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but what's not going to be advancing rapidly is Great Mouse Detective. It's staying back. <laughs> now, this is going to be, I feel like I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts. We have Mulan, the number five oh. seed, with an 82% versus a goofy movie. The number oh 12 God. seed, 72.75%. How could you do this to me? No! I, the bracket this did is this easy. to you. This is easy. Mulan all the way. Love a goofy movie. Really appreciate oh. it. But Mulan is my... I don't know what to watch. I'm throwing on Mulan. 
Mulan is great. Um, here's one thing I will say about goofy movie rewatches. Max sucks. Oh, Max <laughs> is so annoying. Max is annoying. I love Goofy. I love when he gets randomly angry in the middle of the film, like, and they just make him like stern Goofy, and they make him do some funny things. And the Gleaning Tower of Cheesa, great. Cheesa, yep. But it's Mulan. All right. What's um, okay, the Okay. Well, fact? there are a ton of Easter eggs in the Goofy movie, but. Two of the best ones and two of my favorites are that the school theater backdrop is Peter Pan. And in Goofy's photo studio, he has two plushes resembling Simba and Bambi in the background. I, I it's, it's, it's full of so many little random moments. And yep. this one, next one, the movie that helped save Disney. We have A Little Mermaid, the number four seed uh, with an 84.16% versus... Uh, a movie that's kind of problematic now, Pocahontas with a 66.83%. Yep. Sorry, uh, Little Mermaid. I, I, It's so great. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? The collection would not be complete without Little Mermaid and Flounder. Yeah, I, I am also going with Little Mermaid just because um, I recently watched Pocahontas. And I watched – so I watched it and then I watched the live action Pocahontas and – yeah, it just is so disappointing that it's super inaccurate, it's super whitewashed, and it's very much like, you know, white savior. Yeah, it's really disappointing, so I'm going with Little Mermaid. I guess I'll go with Little Mermaid because uh, because <laughs> of how inappropriate. I, I'm watching it as an adult now, I do recognize that, but growing mm-hmm. up, not understanding the implications, I was very much a Pocahontas person. Oh, yeah, me too. Colors um, of the Wind changed my life. Just, Nico oh, is the bomb. Yes. But for appropriate reasons, Little Mermaid is L- all there because the music is also just fantastic. I was going to say, let's not, let's not downplay how great Little Mermaid is. Like, it's genuinely it's so good. good. Ursula is one of the best villains in Disney history. Amazing songs. Multiple. Singing. It's so, I mean, three iconic songs. And it's excellent. I really love Little Mermaid. It's one of the ones I watch the most. So I, I 100% let that move on. Pocahontas, number one. It's the first interracial romance seen in a Disney film. And it's one of two Disney films, the other one being Mulan, that is based on a true story, though it is historically inaccurate. Which makes sense. It's very inaccurate. Um, going off of another film that's historically um, driven, we have A Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, 74.66% number 11 seed versus the number 6 seed Emperor's New Groove. And oh my god. Oh no. Not No, don't even oh no me here. This is Emperor's New Groove all day every day. And if you vote for New Hunchback, you're throwing off the Emperor's Groove. So, I <laughs> which I Hunchback. just watched it for the first time a couple days ago. Hilarious. Emperor's? Love it. The Emperor's New Groove yes. it's so it's funny. It's so good. It's hilarious. Oh my I god. Love it. These and are two of my favorite Disney movies of all time. So Sloan, you vote and then I'm vote. I'm going Emperor's New Groove. Never was a big fan of the hunchback. And uh, just now watching the Emperors, it solidified it. You know I'm glad that I'm gonna be the last vote because I I don't know if I can choose. These movies make me really emotional. They're two of my favorite movies. I like Hunchback just because of the like the music is so beautiful and it used to like drive me to tears but um i really do love emperor's new groove it's so funny and it's such a good story like for little kids to kind of find humor through like 
being yourself, I guess. But so my fun fact about Hunchback is um, I don't know if people know it's based on a book by Victor Hugo. And his family actually was not happy about the release of the movie. They said that the storyline was vulgar commercialization uh, by Americans, and they sh- never used Victor Hugo's name in any of the promotions. I mean, that is a, kind of a shame. I mean, I feel like this. I wonder if Disney's done it before in the past with a lot of their stuff. But the book is so good. I don't know if you guys have ever read it, but it is no. such a beautiful, beautiful book, and I cannot recommend it enough. Next up, we have one of the ones I used to watch a lot as a kid versus one of the leading charges in this area of what made Disney come back. We have Oliver and Company, uh, the number 14 seed with a 6.66%. Do we want to talk about its merits now before we automatically vote in the other movie? No, I don't know. I might have to use my veto here. You're not going to. The number three seed, Aladdin, with an 88.16%. It's not. I love Oliver Company, but Aladdin, it's so good. You didn't even give Oliver a chance. I love Oliver. I watched that movie more than any other Disney movie. I I wore that VHS out. I love Orange Key Cat. Come on. My friend Delaney's cat is named Oliver, and it's an orange cat, and it's perfect. And Spencer, I actually um, made this fun fact in honor of you. So, Cheech, Bette Midler, and Billy Joel all offer their voices as characters mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, Billy Joel. I mean, isn't Billy there... fucking Joel. Yeah, I love Billy Joel, but one has Robin Williams. Just oh, are you, you don't have to tell me twice. Ripping into the microphone with some of the My greatest. My favorite actor of all time. It literally changed how they record animated actors. I, I can't like yep. truly how he recorded his lines changed the way Disney animated their people. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane how he basically took voice acting and threw it on its head. He is amazing. He is I will one day do a bracket of Robin Williams movies if you ever want to do that. He Absolutely is I do. My favorite 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 actor in the whole world. Ugh, I love him. I miss him. All right, Alan's going to move on. Oliver and Company, we love you. You're great. Love you. But adios. I love you so much. So next up, Phil Collins is here, baby. We got Tarzan. <laughs> oh, stop your crying. It'll be all right. Because Fox and the Hound, you're going to need it. It's going up against Fox and the oh, Hound. Um, a movie that I literally Hound. could not watch because it made me cry. Tarzan. No, definitely Tarzan. Tarzan's a banger. Mm. Tarzan. Trash in the camp. Mm. I, oh used to have a, I used to have... A like CD-ROM to play for the computer, and had a bunch of these random games. And I have the Tarzan soundtrack on CD. I used to have that in my car at all times. Tarzan rocks. Kurt Russell, you're cool in Fox and the Hound, but no, thank you. I, so in um, high school, I was in the marching band, and we went to Disney World, and we got to record in their studios the Trash in the Camp soundtrack. Holy shit! The, the Tarzan no parts of the soundtrack. You held that to us now. <laughs> That yeah, is so no, I want, cool. You know, I had to had to keep it in, but it was absolutely one of the best experiences. The music is so fun to play, and I was in the percussion too. So for that's cool. You know, we did a lot of the soundtrack, but so the, you did a lot the of the trash camp came in. Yeah, I, I did awesome. the trash in. Fox down. Fox you're... and the Hound. Fun fact: I should have come up with like a little thing, but the movie was created with a lot of thematic elements underneath. Um, two of the biggest that are prevalent are bigotry and racial prejudice. Yeah. Speaking of that, 
we kind of go into one that kind of dives into that. We have the number two seed overall, the Lion King. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yes. Meh. 89.66%. It's whatever. Don't you dare, Sloan. Just Sloan. It is literally after Ratatouille. It's my favorite Disney movie of all time. Uh, fun fact for everybody, Spencer knows this already, but I did play Mufasa. <laughs> oh, Stormy just came in. He heard Stop the cats. Stormy! He said I played Mufasa away. when I was in grade school. And um, during High Storm, during one of our performances, the, like, you know, stampede scene, they actually missed me. So I had to act like I was so scared that I died of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> And I um, made it work, baby. That's improvisation. For that alone, I'll vote for it. For other, that oh other fun fact is every now and again, I'll lick my thumb and I'll go Simba and go against Teresa's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sloan, you, there was no way you were going to vote for the other one I was going up against. Because it was going up against Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah, no, I was 64%. I love, Michael J. Fox. I tell you guys Fox. what I like better? I like Atlantis Scorpantis, the SpongeBob movie. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> It's uh, where SpongeBob goes to Atlantis. It's honestly a really funny. It, it was um, direct to Nickelodeon, and it was really good. Yeah. Well, let One, me just actually is... interject real quick oh, yeah. because okay, so. Simba is played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and yeah. I have the biggest crush on that man. Me too. I used to watch Home Improvement for him. I mean, I watched Home Improvement because I was from Detroit, and that was a staple. <laughs> <laughs> and okay and say say your wild america say your fun fact because that's an amazing transition i wanted to say okay it's one of the first disney films to feature a secondary but main african-american character mm-hmm. and it's one of the only disney films where the majority of the characters are over the age of 30 well good for you movie and if we're speak, we're going to the Pixar region. And if you want to talk about home improvement and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you don't have home improvement without Buzz Lightyear himself, Tim Allen, and the number one overall seed in the entire bracket, Toy Story, with a ninety-one point three three percent. God, I love Toy Story. Toy Story for know. me is one of my favorites. I have them both next to me right here. That entire voice cast is amazing. Randy Newman. And Randy Newman. You got a Raccoon right there. <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, that won't make any sense to you. Stormy heard that. Um, versus Kachow, Lightning McQueen, Cars oh, with a 76.66. Oh my goodness, nothing. Toy Story launched Pixar. I'm I also going Story. with Toy Story. <gasps> I Sloan. hate Toy Story. Do you hate, I remember do you hate watching all of it. them? I hate all of them. Like, Whoa. for no good reason Whoa. either. Um, and it's against okay. the cars, I understand that Toy Story must win. I understand very rationally that it's a good movie, but I can't sit through them. I can't. Okay, so Cars, my fun facts. This is the first Pixar movie to use the word hell. And wow. it's the last... I know. It's the last film by Pixar before it was bought by Disney. I thought you were going to say, and the last one to use hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in Ratatouille too. I just know that because I love Ratatouille. I saw Cars in the theater with my mom on a Sunday morning, and we bought the soundtrack. We loved Cars, but Toy Story for me was one of those ones I had on literally repeat. We have next up, though, Finding Nemo, number eight seed, versus Coco. Oh my goodness. Oh 
I have so much to say about Coco because I watched it about an hour ago. And when I tell you I was in shambles on my couch bawling, it is such a good movie. It's so beautiful, but I'm going with Finding Nemo. Yeah, I'm, I'm going be Nemo. Right now. I'm going Nemo. No, I'm vetoing right now. Whoa. You're right, vetoing slowly. for Coco? I watched it this morning, or I watched it like literally a couple hours ago, and I said to myself, this is my, this is my winner. Like, you know so what I will even tell just to- you, though? I think it's just because of reminiscent and the age that we were when Finding Nemo came out. I think if I was younger and I watched Coco and Finding Nemo, I would also go with Coco. But Finding Nemo for me, like Dory is one of my favorite characters ever. It's so funny. And I see where you're coming from. Coco is so beautiful. And it is, it is cinematic art. It's amazing, and I'm I'm kind of mad that I have only just now watched it, but I was just, it's so beautiful. You're correct, the artistry of the skeletons, I was oh just... Oh my god, amazing. And even the music, like, I just loved the culture about this movie. Oh god, yep, so, so that beautiful. is my, I All may right. be un poco loco, but that is my veto. Um, and I, I love Funny Nemo, but I, I can't go against the veto, so I understand. I did okay, just well then, uh, listen to an interview with Ellen, how she said she had actually just left L.A., moved to Ohio to get away from the drama because she had just came out and whatnot, and she had no career when she got this role. Oh, Somebody had just happened to s- remember her, see her voice, and they called her up, and she was living in Ohio. Wow. That's um, crazy. Well, let me give my fun fact for Finding Nemo, then. The movie's art team went through marine training prior to production. So they took courses and lectures in marine biology, oceanography, and ichthyology while also taking scuba diving classes. Well, I mean, it's cool, but like, I feel like there's a lot of work for what they're doing. Oh, you, you'll you see some of my other facts. There are people that did a lot more. Right, Stormy? He knows. Stormy's yelling. He's, <laughs> he just really likes finding him as we said it's gone. Next up, we have Inside Out. 89.66% versus Soul, 86.5%. No, this was my biggest fear that they were going to be against each other. Oh my God, this is actually my nightmare. Uh, I'll just give you my hand right here, inside out. I. All right, there you go. Do you want to use your veto, Teresa, or what? No, 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 I don't. I need to keep my veto. Well, let me just tell you guys. I don't know if y'all have seen Soul. I think maybe I just have a very emotional connection to it because 2020 course the height of the pandemic i stayed in on new year's eve and i watched soul and i was watching it when midnight hit and it's a movie where you know he dies and he is trying to come back because he feels like he hasn't finished his life it hasn't been fulfilling enough and so i think i have a really emotional connection to it and and i think it is so beautiful it's oh it's such a good movie but i do love inside out okay well i guess my fun fact is Joe Gardner's character wasn't always going to be a musician. He was almost an actor or a scientist, but being a jazz musician slash music teacher uh, made the character feel more selfless. Well, my dear, we'll get to why Inside Out is good in a bit. Uh, This is your time to shine because we have Ratatouille with an 89.83% versus The Incredibles 2. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, sorry. It's Ratatouille all day. Yeah. Ratatouille, baby. Are you kidding me? Uh, but Ratatouille is one of my favorites, one of your favorites, <laughs> Teresa. Sloan, do you, where are you fall on Ratatouille? I've only seen it once. I've only seen Incredibles 2 once. And from that memory, 
I will say Ratatouille. Okay, yeah. well, here's my Incredibles 2 fun fact. Frozone's wife was actually supposed to show up in this movie as a superhero, but they decided to keep her as just the voice to make it funnier. It is really funny. I love that they just have I agree. But it's we'll talk about it now because we have Incredibles 1 with an 86.66% versus Up with an 89.16%. Oh, Wow, I'm going Incredibles 1. That movie to me is one of the unbeatables. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm going to vote for Up. I cried in Up though. There's right, and that's the thing is that when I think of a Disney movie, I do think of a more wholesome movie that has mm-hmm. like that kind of familial heart behind it. And I think this is like the antithesis of what we see in the past where it is a man who is was so ready for a family then has everything taken away from him and then has like this cold shoulder to the world and has to learn to love again and it's so so beautiful and it's just really it's it's full of so much fun adventure and but again incredibles i i can't be mad at incredibles moving on now i don't want to make this about me but i am a certified venturing scout so i do feel some connection (gasps) to russell oh my gosh wow that's so cute I've been saving well, my in, fun facts of myself for you. There you go. Please do. I'm ready. In real life, Carl would have needed about 20 to 30 million balloons to lift his house off the ground. I was going to say, oh, if you're... I would if, love to see that. I was going to say, if your fun facts about how real that balloon thing had to be, I was going to be kind of mad. So I'm glad that you actually did that, because I wanted to actually know. That should be an art project. Sloan, if you wanted your vengeance against Toy Story, here might be your chance. Oh, we have Jesus. Toy Story 3... Which is the number three seed overall with a ninety point nine or three three percent versus a bug's life. Oh my god. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I do oh not god. like Toy Stories at all, and I love a bug's life, so this to me is I a, a no brainer. I... I'm voting for Toy Story Three. Well, Teresa. Sean, are you going with Bugs Life? Oh, every day, all day. Oh, Jesus. I'm going with Toy Story Three. I really oh, did get love out it. Of I here. I saw it in theaters and I sobbed like a baby going back into my childhood, choking up just thinking about it. It was just a perfect ending. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was so beautiful. I think every kid has had that moment where you have to grow up. Hilarious enough, that was really next hard. to my toys right now. And I think what was cool is that it, the franchise aged with the group it was entertaining. Totally. And I don't, I can't think of another series that does that. And we were all Monsters. at that age. Monsters, Inc., Monsters University. I, in a sense, I feel like that one goes backwards because it goes from the workforce to the university, whereas this goes from a kid playing mm-hmm, with his toys mm-hmm. to having to share with his sister and growing up a little bit and That's more adult true. themes and then having it be like, okay, like it's time to end and we have to pass it on. And That's a good point. That is where you truly see – and that's where I think I was – everyone was nervous about Toy Story 4. Which is not in this bracket. I had to. Re- I had to stop it somewhere. That's um, fine. But Toy Story three is a beautiful movie, and I, know, I hear Sloane scoffing in the background. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. It, it makes me sad because I know what's happening next, and I know it's not going to move on. I think Toy Story two is the best of the three. I disagree. But um, and we're going to move on to that right now. Toy Story two is Wait, the next one I up. I'm going to give my fun fact for a bug's life. Give it to me, baby. So, there are 400 large crowd scenes in A Bug's Life, and the animation team created 25 to 1,000 individual ants and animated each one differently to create a more lifelike group. Which I feel like now is so standard for them, but back then it's like, holy cow, in the 90s, Pixar, that? That was unheard of. 
Toy Story 3 moves on. But we do have Toy Story 2, as I just said, a movie that was almost deleted because they lost the file and someone had it saved. But I feel like this is where the Toy Story love falls because it's going up against Monsters, Inc. with an 87%. Yeah! I love Monsters, Inc. Oh my god, I'm such you a diehard Monsters, Inc. fan. I think Monsters, Inc. is so funny and just the characters are so sweet and I watch it I probably watch it like once a year and the scene at the end where he opens the door and he gets back into Boo's room cry every time Mike Wazowski Mike Wazowski never turn your paperwork that's very good thank you it's one of the weird impressions that I do but yeah I mean I'm voting for Toy Story 2 because of what I said but it's it's an honorary vote that's all I'm doing is that it's just paying homage to what I think is the best Pixar movie or one of the best Pixar movies. So I'm paying homage, but I can easily see why Monsters, Inc. is going to move on because Sloan already know your vote. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you know where I'm going to be Monsters, Inc. Okay. Monsters, so we, Inc. We've talked enough about Toy Story 2. Teresa, give your fun fact and let's go on to the final of the Pixar region. Buzz Lightyear's patriotic speech is different outside of the United States. Other countries saw a globe in the background with fireworks going off instead of the American flag. And Randy Newman recorded a new song for that version called The One World Anthem. We got one world here. That was amazing. I love Randy Newman. So there's I'm proud that he got one more chance to shine. Um, It also has Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Shout out to him. Final matchup in this side. I think this one's an easy sweep here. Uh, In my opinion, Teresa's going to disagree. We have Wally with a 90.66% versus a movie that she wanted to be on here, Monsters University. I will just say my piece first. Wally is amazing. Um, It has a number from Hello Dolly, one of my favorite musicals. And it's still a very important film with the messages that it's sending. Also has a little uh, bug friend. Love the little bug friend. And Wally is such a unique uh, character who shows so so much emotions with no words are very few that it's just it's it's a perfect Disney character. Sloan. Yeah, Teresa, I think you should go and say your piece on Monsters U because it's not making it through. Yeah, no. I know. Okay, so what I'll say, if anybody's listening, Monsters University is so funny. And <laughs> I don't know, there's just something about it. I actually, I'll tell you right now, I am also voting for Wally, but I love Monsters University. I thought it was the perfect second movie. I really like that they went back in time. I loved that. They were, like, in fraternities. I just thought it was so funny that they made it so relatable in a way to, call like, actual college. But I would also vote with Wally, so. Okay. What's your fun fact from Monster University? Let's go on to the final part of the bracket. There are six different schools. Scaring, engineering, liberal arts and monstrosity, science, business, and aquatics. I think we could probably easily sell a lot of those, but if we're working at a university like we do now, uh, aquatics is going to be hard. And business. <laughs> and business. But we're on to the final portion of this bracket. This is what we're calling the OG region, 1937 Ooh. to 1981. And we have the number one seed, Fantasia, with an 86.33% versus 
a movie that I watched religiously, Sword in the Stone. Wow, this is kind of hard for me. I think Fantasia does not feel like a Disney movie. Although it has Mickey Mouse, it It feels like a showcase of music, which is not what Disney is. Sword in the Stone Mm -hmm. may not be everyone's favorite, uh, but I love Merlin. And Mm -hmm. the fight where they're going from their different uh, forms and he becomes a virus. Like one of my favorite sequences, Sword in the Stone for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Sword in the Stone too. But Fantasia, the reason that it took me so long to think about it is just because... I had horrible, horrible night terrors from Fantasia for a really long time. It really scared me. And yeah, it almost is like if they could have recorded something for the Academy Awards versus like an actual Disney movie. I don't think it's really a Disney movie. When I went to go watch it again, I thought it was going to be so much better than I remember it being. And it just wasn't that for me. But this is the first time I watched Sword in the Stone and absolutely loved it. The part of them turning into squirrels had me in giggles. And I will say my one disappointment was the ending. He like pulled the sword and I paused it and there's three minutes left yeah. in the movie. And then, the oh, he's the king now. And that's it. That was it. But mm-hmm. very good movie. That's my choice. Okay. Honestly, I this is one of my favorite fun facts because I wish they would have gone with the first idea. But instead of Mickey being the apprentice, it was almost dopey. Um, I I don't mind it, but I feel like it would have been too comedic if it was dopey. Yes, and it won two Academy Awards. Pretty ahead of its time, though, if you think about yeah. it. Like there really was no other company that was making animation like that and working with real composers and real artists and. Um, something that I saw online that was really interesting was a lot of the characters are unnamed and never used again. So yeah. I think that's why it doesn't get a lot of its recognition, too, because it's not there are no purposeful Easter eggs. There aren't you know, it, it's it's like an art piece. Yeah. Well, the first number one seed goes down. Fantasia Bye. does not make it past that Sword was number the Stone. one seed. That was the number one seed. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Next up, we have Bambi. Oh the number eight seed. Yeah, I know. I'm with you, Sloan. Ugh, because it's going I'm against... so sad the whole time. One of my favorites, Sleeping Beauty, with an 81.83%. Oh, For me, it's not even close. Bambi, yeah. goodbye. I'm convinced Bambi is why I grew up with depression, because that movie was straight... <laughs> that was movie is just so sad. The whole movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well... The fun facts are actually about that. So Walt Disney's daughter begged him to keep Bambi's mom alive, but he said he had to continue to follow the storyline of the book. And the killing scene was almost on screen. That would have been even more traumatic, so they took it out. Uh, It's horrifying. And uh, even if it was another movie, I think Sleeping Beauty would have still went on. I love it. It's fun. You have the three fairy godmothers. They're the best part of the movie. Yeah. And I think you also have Maleficent. One of the most iconic Disney villains. Love her. True. Love her. It's hard to top. I mean, now she's at her own like hero redemption, but like, still, when watch that movie again, it's scary when she finally gets the uh, the was it the spindle out or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's so good, and the the colors that this movie uses is fantastic. It's beautiful. Next, we have one hundred and one Dalmatians, Aww. number five seed versus. Peter Pan with a 76.83%. And I will just tell you right now, 
I barely watched 101 Dalmatians, but you can bet your bomb dollar I had Peter Pan on repeat. Peter Pan all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. Yeah, I never really watched 101, maybe once, but I definitely had Peter Pan on frequently, so I'll agree with you both. Good. Give us the 101 Dalmatians. Let's go on. Clarence Nash, best known as the voice of Donald Duck, did the dog barks for the movie. Good for Clarence. <laughs> Probably, the, if you talk about how sad Bambi is, let's stack on top of it. We've got Dumbo with an 83.33% <laughs> versus what I think is one of the ugliest Disney movies to ever exist. We have The Rescuers with a 73.83%. I'm going to go with Dumbo. Not even close for me, Dumbo. Oh, well. You guys I know you- Dumbo. You didn't love Dumbo, did you, Slim? I don't know why I didn't. I watched the whole thing, and I couldn't really... I don't know, maybe it was partly It's really sad. sad. It wasn't a lot of talking in it. Just I wouldn't of... vote for either, if exactly. I'm being honest. But it's just that the rescuers, to me, it it was never... It's so bland. It was, it's so boring. Yeah, it's, it, it, it feels like it's missing I an wanted act. To watch. I agree. It's so... Bo- okay, let me just say this right now. Can we just do this? Can we just move Peter Pan on to the next round of beating Dumbo? <laughs> we we know what's going to happen. All right, yes, so totally. Dumbo will move on, but Peter Pan will move on to the Sweet 16. So give us the fun okay, fact for so, Rescuers and Dumbo. Okay, so the Rescuers, one of my favorite actors in the whole world, Bob Newhart, plays Bernard. So Time Magazine had plans to put Dumbo on the cover and honor him as Mammal of the Year. But then Pearl Harbor happened, and they opted for a more serious cover, and they did an inside feature on Dumbo as Mammal of the Year. It's not funny, but it's just the way that I read it. I was like, oh my god. It's it's, it's funny because it's, 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 well, it's like dark humor, but it's also just like how dumb time time makes you be like, okay, we still got to run the piece, but... Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right, so Peter Pan will move on to the Sweet 16. Um, Yay! Next up, we have the iconic Cinderella, the number six seed, 82.83% versus Alice in Wonderland. Oh, man. I love Alice in Wonderland. I've read all of the books. I've seen every version of the movie that's come out. Oh, God. So good. I'm going Cinderella. (laughs) Nah, I'm doing Alice in Wonderland. Oh, gosh. That means I'm... uh... Metal vote. Um, you do whatever you need to, Sloan. I love both of the yeah. movies. I watched Cinderella last week, and I have no problem with either winning, but I love Alice in Wonderland. I never was a fan of Cinderella. It just felt very cookie cutter to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Spencer, but I'm going to have to side with your woman. I'm going to have don't, to go with. I mean, I, uh, this Alice. is one that I'm not strong about. I'm just not a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland. But here's why. We never really watched it as kids, and I think that the modern retellings really kind of dampened my feelings behind it. That's that's fair. I mean, the the other, like, the older version is so good, and it's so trippy, and I remember watching it as a kid and being like, I want to go in there so bad. I want to eat food that makes me bigger and smaller, and I want to be able to, like, meet the Mad Hatter and sit with him and eat. I just want to be Alice so bad. You really? Yeah, you're you're kind of into it. Yeah, I'm really into it. All right. Well, the Cinderella fun fact: her slipper is supposed to be a size four and a half in women's. 
So she has, like, the smallest feet in history. She has smaller feet than me, and that's embarrassing. And how did he struggle finding the foot, then? Because she was (laughs) captive. That's true. Okay, here's another reason how you could tell who wore those shoes. How many fucking blisters she had for glass slippers? Do you realize how gross and sweaty that is? Oh, we realize we're women. I mean, I'm a man. I can still recognize that glass shoes would be horrible. It's like those plastic, (laughs) like, those shoes you used to wear in the 90s. They were like, if you turned one way. But glass slippers would be horrible shoe wear. Next up, we have one of the most important Disney films of all time based on how much money it cost to make and the crazy animation they used for it. The number three seed, Pinocchio. 85.16% versus... Robin Hood with a 72.66%. This is a hard one. Yeah, this is difficult. For me, it is not. Exactly. Pinocchio is a spectacle. Robin Hood is fun. Love Robin Hood. You know what, though, I will say? Pinocchio, like I didn't watch for Pinocchio. I watched it for Jimmy Cricket. But, um, I have to rewatch it because I, I just watched it for the first time and I was very impressed at the quality given the time period, but Robin Hood was much more fun. That mule scene where they all time. turn into donkeys scares the living shit out of me. It's horrifying. It was so scary. Where they're on like, the, little, the island and they kidnap all the Pleasure people. Island, isn't that what it's called? Uh, yes. I think so. It is. Yeah, all, Robin Hood. Also, this era of Disney, they're all drunk. Yeah, like, because they the, don't give a shit. Every character. Dude, Geppetto's like getting high in his bed. He's <laughs> he did the best he could. Yeah. It's okay. He well, wanted I'm, a son. Are we all voting for Robin Hood? Yes, I am. All right. I did, okay. I will. I want to say Pinocchio, though. Monstro and the water sequences is like one of the most expensive sequences of all time because yes. they had no budget. So, in a cut scene. Um, Kaufman says that Geppetto was going to tell Pinocchio the story of his real ancestors, and he went back to, they call it his arboreal ancestor since he's made of a tree, and it was a pine tree, and the story was going to be super elaborate, but they took the scene out. Yeah, that movie's long to begin with, so. I agree. I would have laughed at that, though. I I think it's actually very sweet because he's saying, like, it, it, you know, it's, it it's that idea of adoption and saying, like, if you want to meet your real parents, you can. Next up, we have Lady and the Tramp with an 82.16% versus The Jungle Book. I'm Jungle okay, Book this, all the way. This is interesting to me. I'm also Jungle Book, but it's interesting that they are put up against each other because it is... I feel like if Lady and the Tramp was against another movie, it would have won. But being against the Jungle Book, there's no contest to me. I, I don't I agree. I mean, I agree, but I'm, I'm interested to see why. I don't think Lady and the Tramp's that great. I think it's a very sweet concept, and I think it was an easy movie to watch when we were young. You know, yeah. I think it was one of those movies that our families would know they could put on, and there was no scary scenes there was nothing that they had to worry about so that's kind of how i see it the animators used a female dog from the pound to get examples for tramp and walt disney actually ended up adopting her and had her live outside of disneyland because she was going to be put down oh that's really sweet and then my second one is trusty the bloodhound was meant to die at the end of the movie but it was simply too sad so they took the scene out after Walt's like, we're killing that fucking deer. He's like, you know what, actually, not, not <laughs> the Let dog. Let me give my daughter a break and keep the dog. 
Yeah. It's um, not too dark. Wrapping up this side of the bracket, we have the OG Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, 1937. The first animated feature is the number two seed overall with an 85.33%. Going up against, I don't give a shit what y'all decide to do, but everybody wants to be a cat, and I do too. Aristocats. I don't care. Snow White's fucking boring. It looks weird. I'm voting Aristocats. Y'all can do what you want. No, spot on. I watched, I rewatched The Seven Dwarves and I could barely make it through. It's so boring. I love, 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 love Aristocats. She just cleans up after a bunch of guys and falls asleep and then wakes up because she got kissed. Aristocats rocks. Heck yeah, it does. All right, what's the Snow White fact? There were different name options for the dwarves. Biggie Wiggy or Big O Ego, Blabby, Duffy, Dirty, Gabby, Gaspy, Gloomy, Hoppy Jumpy, Hotsy, Jaunty, Nifty, and Shifty. <laughs> I liked Dirty. Dirty. There goes Dirty. Oh, there goes Hoppy Jumpy. <laughs> uh, Alright, we're back up to the modern region in our next round of 32. We have Zootopia versus Frozen. Frozen. I... Spencer, you gotta go first. I'm gonna go Frozen. Um, if I'm thinking of the most important Disney movies, I feel like Zootopia is one of those forgotten greats. Frozen is gonna stand up there with one of the most iconic Disney properties. Okay, good. I was also gonna go with Frozen. I mean, Zootopia is great. I love the messages behind the act. Voice cast is great, but it's Frozen. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one of I those agree. movies. All right, next up we have Wreck It Ralph versus Tangled. Y'all know my vote. We have Princess and the Frog versus Meet the Robinsons. Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Okay. Next up, we have actually a hard matchup. We have Encanto versus Moana. Wait, did I give my Meet the Robinsons fun fact? Did you go on? What was was your Meet the Robinsons fact? Say it real quick. The Meet the Robinsons one was Walt Disney Feature Animation wanted to make sure that they were known. Oh, I didn't give this. No, okay. They wanted to make sure that they were known as being separate from Pixar. So this is the first film that they renamed themselves Walt Disney Animation Studios. Wow. Because this is right after they bought it, didn't they? Yep. 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 I think I'm going to have to go with Encanto. I'm going to go with Moana. But I understand. All right. What's the the Moana fun fact? So as we all know, Disney is known for their Easter eggs. And Flounder from The Little Mermaid and Olaf are both in this film. Are they carved into something? No. You can notice both of them. I mean, of course, like Flounder's in the the water. But um, you got to watch again and find Olaf. All right. You're not going to tell me? It was because um, Olaf always talks about how much he loves summer. So, oh, that's you know. funny. That is interesting, though. It was Lynn versus Lynn. Lynn versus Lynn? It's about to get hard, mm-hmm. folks. We have Beauty and the Beast versus Hercules. Oh, Hercules. 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 The next number one seed is goes down. Absolutely it is. We've lost wow. three number one seeds. Hercules mm-hmm. is moving on. Okay. Beauty and the, okay, we have to give some homages to Beauty and the Beast here. Beauty and the Beast is one of the most iconic <laughs> Disney movies of all time. I love Beauty and the Beast. It's great. Bella's so my favorite I. Disney princess. Gaston. No one loses like Gaston. Um, so Belle was the first brunette princess. And the Beast is supposed to be the combination of a bear, a lion, and a buffalo. Hercules is moving on. Beauty and the Beast is good, but I think Hercules is one of those fun Disney movies. Hades is my favorite villain. Mulan versus The Little Mermaid. 
Oh, shit. For me, it's Little Mermaid. Oh. I think it's going to be... Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to go with The Little Mermaid because I just have more emotional oh. attachment to it as a child. Just... Sloan, that's why you I'm... save your veto. Yeah, no, okay. no, because I truly believe Coco should win the entire thing. But wow, so I'm glad I used my veto then. But man, Mulan was just—it it holds a very, very dear place in my heart. All right, Spencer, this fun fact is for you and I, because Spencer and I are trying to um, create a TV show based on my father and his life, and Mushu was almost voiced by Joe Pesci. Um. Perfect. Let me just say here, Eddie Murphy is great, and we love Eddie Murphy, and he's great as yes, Mushu. Yes, he was so good. And I really do love, like, the concept of Mulan. I think it was a beautiful movie, but I... Little Mermaid is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Next sorry, up... Sam. Sorry, Slum. Yeah, it's okay. Emperor's New Groove versus Aladdin. 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 Mm-hmm. Not okay, even a Emperor's debate for me. New Groove. There's a documentary about the film documenting how difficult it was to create, and you can find it. It's called The Sweatbox. Wow. That sounds gross. I know, right? That's what I said. I was like, what a name. Next up, we wrap up this side of the bracket. We have Tarzan versus The Lion King. This is soundtrack versus soundtrack. Phil Collins versus Elton John. Lion King. Tarzan for me. Lion King. Yeah! Oh, boo. Okay, so Disney had to develop a new technology to help with the Tarzan swing. This movie created Deep Canvas, which became very popular and actually helped them win an Academy Award for developing said technology in 2003. Wow. We are on to the Pixar side of the bracket. We have the number one seed Toy Story versus Sloan's Vito Coco. Oh, this is so... I'm already mad. I'm signing off right now. Shit. Toy Story, you got a friend in me. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do though. I'm gonna, gonna vote for Coco because I, out of my, out of the three, Toy pity? Story three is my favorite. So I'm gonna vote for Coco, and then I'll vote for Toy Story three later. All right. Good luck beating the Incredibles. That felt, that felt like a pity vote, but I appreciate it. Okay, so Woody was supposed to actually be a ventriloquist dummy, but the executives Ooh. at Disney asked for that to be changed since. Dum- those dummies are usually associated with horror movies, and they didn't want kids to be scared. That's a bummer, because Toy Story is one of those iconic films. But the last number one seed goes down. Sorry, Spencer. Thank you. That's Teresa. fine. That's fine. I'm here. Um, you got a friend in me, Sloan. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, wait to just rub that in the Toy Story. So you can't use that. <laughs> Legally not allowed. Um, <laughs> Inside Out versus Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Ooh. Inside Ratatouille. Out. Ratatouille. Not even close. <laughs> In the film Inside Out, Family Island is approximately the size of Disneyland, and long-term memory is slightly larger than Taiwan. Wow, that's, yeah, that's good for Taiwan? (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up we have Incredibles versus Toy Story 3. And because you said your favorite, I'm voting for the Incredibles. Fine, I'm voting for Toy Story 3. Oh, man. I'm actually not. I'm voting for Toy Story 3, so. I was going to be like, come on now. Yeah, I'm voting Toy Story 3 all the way. So am I. Great. I'm glad you're not putting me in this situation. I was going to vote for Incredibles, so I appreciate getting Coco through, but I was not going to do the same for you. 
So for The Incredibles, um, it was the first Pixar film to star humans. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because it was oh, that was their fourth movie, fifth movie. Yeah. Speaking of Monsters Inc., we have Monsters Inc. versus Wall-E. Monsters Inc. I'm going Monsters Inc. Okay. So Wall-E, the first it was the first Pixar film to be nominated for six Academy Awards, and to explore visual storytelling. The Pixar team would watch Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton movies during their lunch breaks, and they did this for 18 months. What a fun gig. Isn't that crazy? We're out of that side of the bracket. Though. We're flying through this, which is great. We have mm-hmm. Sword in the Stone versus Sleeping Beauty. Ooh, Sword. Mm. Sleeping Beauty. I'm going to also go with Sleeping Beauty. I love Sword in the Stone. I love Merlin, but I think I think... That one does have like a lull in the middle where it's like we're teaching him how to do the show. Whereas like sleeping, yeah, I feel like there's a I lot agree. of fun throughout. Yeah, and it's it's That's just so point. it's so much more classic, and I feel like yeah. it's it's aged pretty okay. You know, I mean, I, th- I also think about this. I think if you're thinking about Disney, it's princesses, it's mal- mm-hmm. evil villain, an evil queen, it's that classic fairy tale. I think Sleeping Beauty perfectly defines that. Agreed. Okay, so Arthur was voiced by three different boys, Ricky Sorensen, Richard Reiterman, and Robert Reiterman, and it's actually pretty obvious if you know that fact and watch back, because the voice, like Arthur's voice goes from broken to unbroken very often. It literally goes through puberty in the movie. Yeah, and you can tell that it's three different boys. Yeah, the ending is so ridiculous, it's not even the same guy. You're like, what? He's like, oh my gosh, the sword. It almost sounds like Owen Wilson. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, Sword in the Stone's fun, but yeah, Sleep Beauty's going to move on. We already voted Peter Pan through, beat Dumbo. Next up, we have Alice in Wonderland versus Robin Hood, and for me, it is Robin Hood. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah! So, Robin Hood is the first of the Walt Disney Classics line, and it was released to celebrate Walt's 50th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Walt. You lost. <laughs> and finally, wrapping it up, we have The Jungle Book versus Aristocats. Ooh, this is... I think, for me, it's going to be The Jungle Book. I'm also going to The Jungle Book. I will give a pity vote to The Aristocats, and I will be okay with it. It is the third Disney film to be set in France. The first two were Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, though both films never specify a country location. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie so much, um, and it's sad to see it go. But Jungle Book is also great, so I can't really complain. Next up, we have Frozen versus Tangled, a debate that I have had with friends way too often. And I will just tell you, Teresa, this is the last round that we can use our vetoes. Deal. I'm voting for Tangled. Oh, it is hard, but I'm going for Tangled. I'm going for Tangled. Yeah! I'm going to give a pity vote to Frozen. Next up, we have Princess and the Frog versus Encanto, and I am voting for Princess and the Frog. I Interesting. I genuinely love Princess and the Frog. Like, if Tangled's my number one, Princess and the Frog is probably two or three. It's so good. The music is amazing. Couldn't agree more. I loved Encanto, and I think it was a great new movie, but... Princess and the Frog, like I said earlier, is underrated, not appreciated near as enough. Yeah, I also was going to vote Princess and the Frog, so I will give my Encanto facts. Um, Mirabelle is the first main Disney animated character, or female character, 
to wear glasses. And surface pressure was inspired by Lin-Manuel Miranda's older sister, Luce. Um, it's an ode to her always taking on more responsibility than him growing up since he was very much the baby brother. Oh, that's sweet. So, we are on to the next part of the... Okay. Okay. Sorry, we're okay. We're done. Sing Prince of the Frog songs. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? We have Hercules versus the Little Mermaid. Oh, I'm going to go with Hercules. Hercules. Hercules all the way. All right, let me get my Little Mermaid fun fact then. Oh, actually, my Little Mermaid fun fact is one of my favorites. Ursula was based off of a Baltimore-based drag queen and actress. Her name was Divine. Yeah. She passed away a year before the movie was released and unfortunately never saw the final character. Divine is one of the most iconic drag queens, I feel <laughs> like. Really, really was a champion for drag queens in the 80s. So it's really cool that they paid homage to her. Yeah, it's a shame that she wasn't able to see it. I agree. Um, but we are going to move on to the next round. We have Aladdin versus Lion King. Oh, shit. Oh, this, I know how you feel about Lion King, but this for me is so easy. It's Aladdin. I don't think you can. I don't think you can beat it. Here's what's kind of funny. I said Lion King's going to move on far. Not but I think farther it's, than Robin I, Williams. I think Robin Williams and Aladdin. I love that's, Jeremy that's Irons. That's my problem, too. But Aladdin is just... It's so good. Jafar's it's a fantastic so villain. I think Jasmine's a fantastic and strong princess character. Lion King is great, don't get me wrong. And I love Nathan Lane. I love Matthew Broderick. I love James Earl Jones. We haven't even mentioned him. I know. The voice of Mufasa, the songs, the iconic moments that that one has. Here's what's... Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, though, I'm torn. So, Teresa, what's your vote? I was going to give Lion King an honorary vote if you voted for Aladdin. Just okay. because... I will I'm... decide this one based on your fun facts. You tell me the fun oh, facts for both and which one both? I think is better, I will vote for it. <laughs> Sure. That d- that, that pupper does not like my choice. Hi, hair. So, Lion King is the highest-grossing hand-drawn animated feature of all time, with a box office, a total box office of over nine hundred and eighty-six million dollars. And Aladdin, I have two fun facts. Give me which one you think is the best. It's one versus one. Okay. In case Robin Williams said no to being the genie, they had alternatives lined up. John Candy, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, Martin Short, John Goodman, or Albert Brooks. I think the only one that I would have liked would have been Eddie Murphy. Aw, could you imagine John Candy? I don't think you could have... His comedic chops aren't like that. I agree. Based on your fun facts, I'm voting for Lion King. God, you guys. These are two of my favorite movies, but I... In honor of Robin Williams, I'm going to vote for Aladdin. Okay, I can accept that. All right, Aladdin will move on. Next up, Coco versus Ratatouille. <gasps> oh, crap. Ratatouille. 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 Not even close. Anyone can cook. Oh, my God. It's so, it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful Disney movies that exists. I'll give you the Coco fun fact. Um, marigolds are the only living plants that you'll see in the Land of the Dead because they play a huge role in the Dia de los Muertos. That's good to know. Thank you, Alright, Toy Story 3 versus Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. 
Just because you know how I feel about Toy Story. I also just fucking love Monsters, Inc. Vito. Vito? Toy Story 3. Sorry. Love Monsters, Inc. That shocked me. How many more rounds do I have for my veto? I realize I have two chances. Oh, okay. I might not need it. I when I think Disney movies, I think Buzz and Woody. That's a that's that's just just it. Boo's real name is Mary Gibbs, and Bob Peterson, who voiced Doug in Up, voiced Roz. Roz is fantastic, but Doug is the bomb. Roz. We're moving on though. We have Sleeping Beauty versus Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Sleeping Beauty, but okay. Peter Pan will move on. All right. Sleeping Beauty fun fact. Um, Aurora's body shape was inspired by Audrey Hepburn, and she is barefoot for all of the movie but the last scene. Finally, we have Alice in Wonderland versus Jungle Book. Ah, shit. I'm still going Alice in Wonderland because I know it's going to lose. You have your veto. I don't care. It's okay. What Jungle Book deserves Jungle Book what? deserves to keep going. Like okay. I but I just want to vote for Alice in Wonderland because I've talked about how much I love it. Okay. But Jungle Sloan, Book deserves on, to keep on. going. Sloan, are you voting for Alice in Wonderland or Jungle Book? I am voting for Jungle Book. Okay, so am I. Alright, so you're okay. Teresa, this is the last time you can use your veto. This is That's it. okay. No, I'm okay with Jungle Book going. We'll let it go. You on. just got all the movies that you wanted to go through? Yeah. How's it feel? Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, my uh, Alice in Wonderland facts are actually some of my favorites. So the book was written by Lewis Carroll. Um, I really recommend the books. They're very good. So in addition to partial deafness and other health complications, Carroll suffered from a rare neurological disorder that causes hallucinations and making objects appear larger or smaller than they are. And, you know, that's what Alice deals with. So the disease wasn't discovered until 1955 by a psychiatrist named John Todd. Eventually, it was named Alice in Wonderland Syndrome or Todd Syndrome. Also, this fucking blew my mind, but Lewis Carroll is um, suspected to be Jack the Ripper. What? What? Yeah. Yup. Isn't that crazy? What the hell? How? Um, he was like really into anagrams and like redoing um, phrases, which Jack the Ripper was as well. And it's suspected that him and one of his friends were uh, both Jack the Ripper, and it wasn't okay. just one person. Just imagine how funny it is that you're like, I like puzzles. They're like, you murdered so many people. So you're a murderer, is what you're saying. There's a whole book written about um, Lewis Carroll potentially being uh, Jack the Ripper. That's horrifying. Isn't that crazy? Um, okay, we are on to the Elite Eight, folks. We have Tangled versus Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. I love Tangled. Uh, I'm going to vote Tangled. Princess and the Frog. All right. Um, the lantern that floated back to Rapunzel during her like birthday party had the royal emblem on it, which meant that it was actually the lantern that her parents sent up in the sky oh, years before. That's going to make me fucking cry. And at last I see the light. light. Next up, Hercules versus Aladdin. Hercules is my pick. The music in Hercules, the gospel truth, zero to hero, excellent. Bless my soul. Some of the best Disney action at the end of it. It's so funny. Hades, again, my favorite villains. I love Hercules. He's so good. And Danny DeVito. Yeah. Um, 
You know what? I also am going to go with Hercules because I, I wasn't even going to vote for Aladdin at first, and I can't keep voting for it just because of Robin Williams. That's kind of how I feel. I can't keep voting it because of how good he is. I need to think of the movie yeah. as a whole. Well, I can. However, I won't because Hercules is so much better. Fun fact for Aladdin is that Aladdin's look was based on Tom Cruise. Yeah. Ooh, Top Gun. So we have two additions to the final four. We have Prince and the Frog and Hercules. Prince and the Frog won uh, modern side of the bracket, and Hercules won the Renaissance. Now, next up, we have Ratatouille versus Toy Story 3. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Toy Story 3 gets my vote <laughs> because of what I said, but I can't be upset about it. Oh my god. This is just... <laughs> All right. What's this the choice? This is what I three? wanted to happen. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, just, I got too excited. Okay. Disney was sued because of Lotso Bear. The company, D.A.S. Lisa Industries, something like that, has a Lots of Hugs trademark. And since he was a Lotso Hug and Bear, she took them to court and Lisa won. I mean, it's kind of obvious when you think of the name. Like, they kind of ripped that thing off if you think about it. So it makes sense. But yes, Toy Story 3 does not make it. The The winner of the Pixar region is Ratatouille. You know, I am really sorry. And I think if I wasn't here, it wouldn't have gotten this far. But it's such a good fucking movie. Let like, me... it really is so good. Ratatouille actually we'll genuinely take... is amazing. So, all right. Next up. And again, I think they all are valid. So, next up, we have Peter Pan versus Jungle Book for the final in the... Ooh classic reach jungle book peter pan i'm also i'm gonna go with jungle book all right i want everybody to know that they did like didn't they retrace over oh that's my animation yes they did actually yeah so this is a sweet one um walt disney played peter pan in a school play and said that he related more to this character than any other before and after i this is the one that i heavily disagree with i don't think jungle book deserves to be in the final really I think we think about the movie and we think of snippets, but watch the movie again. Do you like? It's just a very. I haven't I seen it in a long time. P- Peter I, Pan has Tinkerbell, I, Captain Hook, Peter Pan himself, three iconic Disney characters. When we think of the Disney bracket. Tinkerbell is a staple of Disney. You know, you're kind of swaying like, me because it's my just, childhood, my childhood cat. My childhood cat was named Tinkerbell. It's it's literally like I'm thinking of best Disney movie. I know we're talking with our heart a little bit here, but Peter Pan out of the I classics, was... like it's it just it I'm also changing feels my mind. okay. Can I change my mind too? Mind. You've All done right. a very good job. Thank you. Switch. I was like, come good on, job, Spencer. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Peter Pan. Tinkerbell was my childhood cat's name. Um, Hook. Speaking of Robin Williams, Hook is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I don't know Spielberg. Sloan, have you ever seen Hook? No, I only saw Pan. Such a good movie. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, Pan was also really good. Ooh, I'm not going to agree with I that I really one, liked but Pan, and I've been meaning too. to see Robin Williams' okay. Hook. Hook, it's... from what Max has told me, though, is a very divisive movie. A lot of people don't like it. It is. Peter Pan's going to move on, though. I think you should watch Hook if you like Peter Pan. I just, again, I'm like, I, I know we're voting a lot of these. was like, oh, we think this is, like, I'm thinking best Disney bracket. I think I if you're looking at the it. classic region, it has to be a class, like, Peter Pan. Okay, so then... Oh, this, I love my Jungle Books. Um, fun fact. So the vultures were originally supposed to be voiced by the Beatles, and their manager Hell brought yeah. it to the Beatles, and John 
vetoed it and said, go hire Elvis. Yeah, that seems like a very John thing to say. Yep. Was that, 65? Yeah, that's why the vultures actually look like um, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. And they have the mop top. (laughs) That's my favorite fun fact so far because I love the Beatles. All right, our final four is set. We have Princess and the Frog, Witch Beat, Raya or Raya the Last Dragon, Meet the Robinsons, Encanto, and Tangled. Princess and the Frog was the number 11 seed in its side of the bracket, and it had a 77.5%. We then go on to Hercules, which was the number 8 seed with a 78.5%. Start off by beating the Great Mouse Detective, threw the upset in there with uh, Beauty and the Beast. It then beat Little Mermaid and Aladdin to get to the finals. I am voting for Hercules. Um, I'm also going to vote Hercules. Yeah, no, it's it's a sweep. Oh, Beyonce was considered for the role of Tiana, but she refused to audition. Honestly, fair. I don't think Beyonce's a great actress. I, I think... really, I love the actress that played Tiana. Yeah, she's I think amazing. She really put her heart and soul. What's her name? Let's, let's look it up, though. I want I want to give her credit. It it really could have been a poor movie, but she was so good, and it, it's a beautiful movie. It really is. Um, so she's played by Anika Noni Rose. Um, and I want to give one more shout out. We have not said this man's name. And he is the voice of so many of your favorite characters growing up. He is Disney voice actor extraordinaire Jim Cummings. His name has come Aww, up on the podcast yeah. so many times. He plays Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Ray in this movie. He's in... So many of your favorite Disney films, really look him up, Jim Cummings, one of the pinnacles of Disney. Yeah, he's spectacular. And this is the first time I think he actually gets a, like a, a starring role, and I yes. really appreciate they gave him a chance. But Hercules is your winner of the left side of the bracket, defeating Prince and the Frog. On the right side, we have Ratatouille. It was the number four seed in the Pixar bracket with an 89.83%. It beat Incredibles 2, Inside Out, Coco, and Toy Story 3 to get to the finals, where it faces Peter Pan, a swept 101 Dalmatians. It then beat Dumbo in a clean sweep again, took out Sleeping Beauty, and I had to convince them both to vote it over the Jungle Book. Peter Pan was the number 12 seed with a 76.83%. Ratatouille. Uh, She will continue (laughs) voting for it. I am going to vote... Peter Pan, because this is the best Disney movie bracket. And again, I think if we're thinking Disney, when I went to Disney, <laughs> I went to how many shops and did not find a single yeah, Ratatouille? Went to the wrong place. I they was in own... there. Okay, I don't. I shouldn't have to go to the secret society of rats no, to find. What? They have Ratatouille is so popular that they have to have their own store for their stuff. Okay, how many things have Tinkerbell on it? I can't uh, recall. Teresa, I want to back you, but in oh terms God. of best overall Disney brand, I and right movie now. even, but I'm really thinking <laughs> Peter Pan. Oh my God. Which is why it made it. Oh, come on. Come <laughs> on. I'm just kidding. But yeah, you, you didn't even give reasons as to why. You just voted <laughs> through without second guessing it. And I love you, and I love that you love Ratatouille, and I love that movie too. But this is the best Disney bracket, not, hey, pick Teresa's favorite movie. <laughs> okay, can I just give, can I just, this is my moment for a second. I'd like to thank everybody that's gotten this far and that would have kept voting for Ratatouille. It is one of the greatest movies. Patton Oswalt 
being the rat himself, Remy. And I really would just like to so thank the creators of the movie. Oh, I mean, Sloan, you have no idea. This was Spencer and I's first date was making Ratatouille. It, yes. It is one of my favorite movies in the world. It makes me cry. It is so beautiful. And Pixar really went all out. So let me give you some fun facts. None of the human characters have any toes. What? They just have no, shoes. Why would they? Why would they? And well, that means they have a toe. Just one big-ass toe. <laughs> yep. And more than 270 pieces of food were created digitally for this film. They would prepare the food in real life, photograph it, and then allow the team to eat it. So wow. thank you for letting it get to the final four. I really want to thank the two of you. And one day <laughs> I'm going to do a full-ass fucking episode about Ratatouille on this podcast. And I don't even know if Spencer is going to be on. Talk well, by myself. Okay, well, don't be that rude to me. I do love Ratatouille hey, too. No, no, no. I gave genuine reasons as to why I think Peter Pan deserves to beat it. He's a very oh, rational I, man. I, I am. Get it. Thank I you. get it. I'm not saying I would love for you to be on the episode. As it's this my, is podcast. Not my podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. Um, Hello, listeners. Welcome to Teresa's podcast. Yeah. Hi, direct hey. to Teresa's audio. I'm not going to drop the mic because this is Spencer's and it's expensive. But I do love Peter Pan. Okay, I'm not I, saying anything. Let wrong me with give Peter you. Pan. Okay, I will just say that microphone's like thirty bucks. You can drop it. Oh well, I'm not going to. Okay, thank you. But no, I thank I you do guys lo- for letting it get this course. far. I really do appreciate it. It's it's one of the most underappreciated Disney films out there, and I will I will wholeheartedly mm-hmm. say that. But I am gonna step off my soapbox and let's get to the final two. The final two. We have Hercules. Coming in from the left side of the bracket versus from the right side of the bracket, Peter Pan. Now, I want to go individual real quick, and I want to start with Sloane. Um, Hercules, I mean, even though uh, I've, I've been listening to you, Spencer, and I, I've heard what you had to say about Peter Pan, it's, but to me, Hercules still is very much that Disney feel, and you can't beat it. Back to you. Now I'm going to Teresa. I really like both movies, and it's making me very emotional to have to pick because these are two beautiful, beautiful movies. And it's this is this is really difficult, and I think they both deserve to be in the final two. Like to me, this makes perfect sense that they're the final two. I think I'm going to go Peter Pan. Now, I've said my piece on why Peter Pan deserves to be here. When I think of Disney movies, I think. Um, it, it's either playing off of a fairy tale or a, like a whimsical story from the past. This is tough for me though, because I see both sides of the coin. Peter Pan is the perfect fairy tale. It's, it's childlike in its nature. It appeals to children. Never grow up. We're going to be kids forever. It has a great villain, uh, with a fun Disney-y comeuppance. Tinkerbell is a uh, Disney princess or former Disney princess, but paired with Hercules where you have the strong hero trying to defeat the evil monster, um, a great villain in Hades with amazing songs. I think one of the key things about Disney films, I think there has to be big musical numbers and songs. So they both have merits. Teresa, why did you pick Peter Pan? I just want to hear because I don't really think he explained I think in the end I chose Peter Pan because I really resonated with it growing up and even like 
recently just um, becoming an adult. Like, I understand why kids would never want to grow up. And I understand why the concept of, like, being a forever kid. You know, when I was younger, I always was... I was like, God, I, I can't wait until I'm 16 and I can drive and get out of the house. And then I was like, can't wait until I'm 18 and I can get out of the house. And now I'm 26 years old and I'm like, God, I would do anything just to be a kid again. And Peter Pan really like resonated with, with that. I loved it. I mean, like I said, my, my cat's name was Tinkerbell growing up. And I just, and I loved Tinkerbell's, the fact that she would die if she didn't get attention. Like that killed me growing up because I was born an only child. So I felt that way. But yeah, I just, I loved Hercules and I really do love the music and Hades is my favorite villain, um, but Hook is a close second and I think Hook is very misunderstood as a villain too. I think a lot of what he does, as I get older, it kind of made sense because these kids messed with him and made him the bad guy that he was. So that's why I'm choosing Peter Pan. And Sloane, what are your thoughts on Hercules? When I watched Peter Pan, because I watched, had to watch it again, I 100% understand what you're saying about Hook. I actually feel like he's very misunderstood, but it just wasn't as captivating as Hercules for me. And I don't really have many thoughts on it other than that. Just when I watch Hercules, I I like the storyline. I like the music. I like the hero, the cliche damsel in distress but even then i think she's fierce so i like that it was kind of i don't know peter pan i loved the movie for the historical reasons the nostalgic reasons but when i think about it it just it doesn't compare to hercules in my (sighs) i feel like if you ask me on any different day i'd give you a different answer and i guess it's going to come down to how i'm feeling right now and stormy i agree with you buddy i heard you over there (laughs) um i think right now i've swayed myself into saying that peter pan is the best that's good response (laughs) well stormy i hear you but i really do think like like i said both of them deserve to be in the top two and they're both such phenomenal films i just think at the core of a disney film is the idea of you're watching it to become a kid again um, there are movies that take you back to childhood and the whole principle of it is going back to childhood. The idea of Tinkerbell as being one of the biggest staple characters of Disney and Captain Hook is one of those pivotal villains. As much as I love Hercules and Hades and Pain and Panic and that whole thing in the songs, I think Peter Pan is a better representation of what is Disney. I mean, it was the, one of the first movies I watched as a child. Hold on a I second. Stormy! You gotta stop! I don't, no, your opinion's not valid right now. You've never seen Peter Pan. No, you have not. No, you want a Jungle Book. I get it. No, I know. You like the animals. Oh my god, he's so mad. I know. He likes Aristocats too, but you're not getting that right now. I know. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible father. Um, your winner for the best Disney movie bracket is Peter Pan. Whoa! I'm, I'm shocked by it. I, this makes sense, though. I think you know, it, it does. makes complete sense, but I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to conquer. I think if you asked us on different days, we'd have different answers. I, I think agree. if you gave us different matchups, it'd be have different answers. I it, agree. That one is the a key. big one. 
I have my Hercules fun fact. Yeah, what well, is it? Let's end it. And then give us our Peter Pan fact. You never gave it to us either. Oh, you did. You actually, ironically yeah, enough, did. you did. The Muses were almost played by the Spice Girls. I would have hated I, that. That why would have been a completely different me. film. Good call and not. And I think at the end of the day, the wonderful thing about this is that there are so many options. Disney has become a conglomerate. It's sometimes a lot of people don't like that. Uh, and I understand that a monopoly is not always the best for the market, especially when it comes to film. But I think one thing that Disney has always held on to is this idea of making these quality children's movies. And we see that with – look at the past couple years. Going from Snow White to Encanto, I want you to think about that trajectory. I know. Um, Isn't that so crazy? It's so about? baffling. Right. In both quality and storylines. But the, the at the core value is just it's kids entertainment and quality animation. And I think we can look at this – and smile knowing that, you know, you might be a fan of Ratatouille or Aristocats or Peter Pan or The Rescuers or Monsters University or whatever. I think the beauty of it is that we have so many wonderful animation options that you can pick something that resonates well with you and sits well with you and your heart and in your mind. Uh, and that's really what makes a Disney movie a Disney movie is that it, it warms your heart and your mind and takes you back to a childlike state and you get to learn something and feel something. That's what Disney movies do. I agree. Well, I think and that was a perfect great- ending. That's why this is, thank you. That's why this is the ending. Uh, And uh, I appreciate you both for being on here. Sloan, thank you so much for coming on for the first time. Teresa, thank you for coming on for the third time. And you will have many times more. Sloan, I wanted to always pitch you the invitation that you are more than welcome to come on at any moment in time, whether it be for a bracket with someone else or by yourself. Thank you for being on, for participating, and for not crying when Toy Story went on a little too far for your liking. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I... I definitely was nervous starting, and uh, still, my knowledge... I'm I'm very impressed by both of your knowledge. <laughs> I've learned, actually, quite a bit, so... You did fantastic, and I think you had strong opinions at times, which is great, and I think you were reasonable, which is what's really important. In lockstep with that, Teresa, I want to say thank you, because... You know, you've been on here before you were you were a great sport and i've been talking with you obviously we talked all the time all day but hearing you and how excited you were about finding these fun facts when i gave you that task during paddington uh, was a joy for me and i love that you had so many varying options my fun favorite fun fact was still the uh, beatles one uh sloan did you have a fun fact a favorite fun fact that she shared if you can remember um one of one that stood out to you I do think it's absolutely mind-boggling, the animation facts that you gave. You gave quite a a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the amount of time and effort that goes into the movies. Years. How they've they've evolved, I think, is Mm -hmm. just the overall... Like the Zootopia giraffe fur and the the painting of the food and design of that. I know... Or even, like, Frozen taking 70 years, like... They do care. And Lewis Carroll possibly being Jack the Ripper. Uh, did oh, not expect that, that one. that is so... That, to me, I read that and I was like, I'm, this has to be it. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, um, I just want to say, for allegedly, there's no... F- allegedly. We allegedly, have nothing on true. this. Allegedly. Um, and I really liked that Walt Disney resonated with Peter Pan. That that was really sweet. You know, and that's another reason why I think Peter Pan is a great character to win this in a, a, because yeah. it's Walt. Um, at the at the at the helm of the House of Mouse stands Walt. Um, 
Now, Teresa, you can say your thank you and your peace before we head on out of here because I never gave you a chance. So, I, But I want to say thank you. Love you, as I've said in the past and many times more in the future. Um, but it was so much fun to have you back on here. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, love you back. And yeah, I'll be back. Listener, thank you so much. I hope you're ready for season five. I am so excited for some of the episodes we have lined up. I've told Teresa about pretty much all of them uh, because I'm so excited for how much content we have coming out to you. Go on to Spotify and please rate the podcast if you can. Follow us on Instagram. You can message me there and let me know your thoughts. I think the keys we mentioned before, every household had those little white uh, cased VHSs that smelled like the plastic because they were the cheap plastic (laughs) from the vaults. And... We would watch those a hundred times every single year. And Walt's message was always to be kind, but the podcast message and your parents' message was to make sure that you would always rewind. And please be kind. I said that. <laughs> well, I said again. Okay. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library. By DJ Williams. Recordings done on Clean Feed. Podcast distributed by Anchor. Original logo created by friend of the pod David. Current logo created by friend of the pod Liz. Purring by Storm.